Welcome to Economic Development Secrets, where economic developers from across the country spill their secrets to our host, Nicole D'Souza. You'll hear firsthand accounts from economic developers in the trenches, from what works to what doesn't work, how deals come together or how deals go bad. You'll hear everyone's economic development secrets. Welcome to Economic Development Secrets. This month's special guest is Kevin Carter, Executive Director of The High Ground of Texas. Kevin discusses doing economic development in rural communities and shares how regionalism plays a big part in every community, no matter the size. Here's our interview with Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Welcome to Economic Development Secrets. Well, good morning or good afternoon, I guess. <laughs> well, can you start out by telling the audience a little bit about yourself? I'm Kevin Carter, live in Plainview, Texas, executive director for the High Ground of Texas, uh, 67 county regional marketing uh, organization. Prior to that, I've been in that role for about three years. Prior to that, I was the economic development director in Plainview, Texas, for about five years before that. Great, and can you tell us a little bit about your organization? As I said, we're a 67 county organization that covers the northern half of the Texas Panhandle, moving through the South Plains of Texas, and then also into the Permian Basin, which covers Midland, Odessa, and then over to the big country, which handles, uh, which encompasses Abilene. We're about 65,000 square miles. Uh, if we were our own state, we would be the 24th largest state. We've been around since 1988. And so uh, in the fall, uh, when our new year starts, we'll be celebrating our 30th year. And so we're really excited about that. That's great. That's great. Well, since the majority of you, the area that you cover is rural, could you offer any advice for our listeners who do do economic development in rural areas? I know it can be a little challenging. Yeah, luckily the state of Texas does a great job in helping those rural communities. I know there are other states uh, do as well. We have a lot of programs through the Texas Department of Agriculture. You wouldn't think them being uh, economic development, but they're uh, not just farming and ag. They uh, help our small communities out with several programs to help those smaller communities under 25,000 to do economic development. But the state and most state agencies in, in every state do a really good job of trying to help those rural communities, it's really good to, to get with those state agencies. We have a program to help our small communities meet those folks. We do an, what we call our Austin Ally trip every December. And so the first week of December, we go down and host the all the agencies that help us do economic development and also our representative staffs. Since we cover a large area, we have 10 state representatives and three state senators and so we invite them so we'll usually have about 60 for lunch that we host uh, at the capitol every year and so that's a good way to get everybody introduced to those uh, agencies and we'll usually get three or four of those agencies to talk at lunch 
and then we go visit the other agencies that didn't get to talk at lunch to uh, get our folks acclimated to those folks and hopefully you know they can build a relationship there because that's the most important part for those small communities is just getting the name with a face and being able to get in front of those people to talk about their concerns. Right, that's so important. Well, and then also with rural communities, smaller communities, um, the budgets are smaller as well. So how do you, I guess, with your communities, how do you encourage more regionalism so that they could either um, go in together with marketing efforts or projects or how do you go about regionalism? Yeah, that's the great thing about our whole organization. That was why it was basically why it was founded. There were four main organizations that started, there are actually three main organizations that started our our regional group and that was our utility provider back in the seven or back in the eighties and nineties when the utility companies did most of everything for every community. They did a lot of stuff. They did home economics, they did economic development really before economic development got really popular, at least in Texas. And then also our council of governments, uh, our two council of governments, the one in Amarillo and the one in Lubbock, they saw the need to help those small communities. And so, you know, Lubbock and Amarillo, when we first started, were our two big cities before we expanded down into the Permian Basin and then over to the big country. They saw the benefit of helping out those small communities. They didn't really need to help us out or they didn't really need to be in a regional group, but they saw the benefit of helping those small communities because those small communities when they need something big that can't be bought in town they're going to go to Lubbock and Amarillo and spend money so luckily those communities saw the benefit and so by pulling the money together when we go to let's say a trade show that the booth cost is twenty thousand dollars sure Lubbock and Amarillo can afford to have a booth on their own but they most of the time choose to you know display with us and to be on our team it allows those smaller communities, you know, that couldn't afford a five or ten or fifteen thousand dollar booth, you know, they may spend twenty five hundred dollars with travel and their participation fee that we charge to to advertise in the booth or to come and be a part of the team team participation. It allows them to come at a such a reduced price, and we work for the region while you're in the booth, but while you're not in the booth during your hour or two hours a day you can go work for your community and sure gives you a good chance to get your community name out there. Are trade shows the main way that you and the other uh, economic developers in the region market that region? Well, for themselves it does. Now we market the region through, you know, various websites. We do, you know, we have our own website. We do some mail outs. But the main way to get your name out into a specific target market is through that, is through the four or five trade shows that we do a year uh, is the biggest way that somebody can get out, at least for a target market, uh, is the biggest way that we can, you know, get those communities names in front of those businesses. What trade shows do you go to? Well, typically we, we did for 21 years, we went to the World Ag Expo to start the year off. Uh, this year, we did not go. We actually went to the Kentucky uh, Farm Show this year, and we were a little bit disappointed with that one, uh, at least for us. I mean, it was a great show. We enjoyed it. We didn't have it. We weren't able to get a booth, so we just went and worked the four or five communities, went and worked the floor, 
the show floor and that was a little difficult for us and so we're still looking for another ag show to go to we haven't decided what we're going to do that we know that we need to have an ag presence because you know probably 60 percent of our communities in our area are you know 50 percent of their economy is based on agriculture so we know that ag is a really big part of our region we have typically done at least one or two wind shows this year we did um, the american wind energy uh, operation maintenance and safety show that was in california uh, we're going to do that one we're committed to do that one again we'll typically for our really small communities we know that retail is a big part of their economic development and we understand that having you know 80 percent of our communities in our region are less than 10,000 people so we see the the need for helping those folks out with retail development and so we do the ICSC show in Dallas which is the uh, Texas deal making conference that is part of the International Shopping Center uh, Council of Shopping Centers and that one is in November and then we'll typically do one or two other shows we just got back from the uh, International Food Technology Show and that was um, a really good success we made a lot of good leads there and so we're really excited uh, about that show and we've renewed that one for next year as well great well could you tell us a little bit about a project that you've worked on yeah absolutely we this is the the whole reason why this group has been so successful i have a community that's about Oh, it's about 35 miles outside of Lubbock, and they had a denim plant that had the company had sold, and they weren't really interested in keeping that facility open. And so that facility closed, and it was closed for about six or eight months, and had about 400 workers probably at the time. At one time, it had about 1,300 in its heyday, probably in the mid to late 90s and early 2000s. But it it had kind of dwindled down to about 400 employees and they closed I'm gonna guess now maybe probably a year and a half ago and a company that actually is based in well they their base of operations in New Mexico but they have a big presence here it's a dairy uh, organization and they were interested in putting a dried milk facility uh, in our region just because we've got quite a few dairies now and so they were looking at buildings they looked at a couple of sites and found this denim plant in Littlefield and were able to purchase that well Littlefield's a town of about oh six thousand people their economic developer uh, you know is running the economic development in the chamber which is typical in small community to have to do both of those and really didn't have the resources to kind of handle a big project like this and so we were able to call Lubbock uh, Economic Development Alliance which is you know town of 225,000 people and Lubbock was able to help Littlefield uh, with this project they were able to help them get some uh, capital fund money which is from the Texas Department of Ag it's one of their largest grants or awards that they ever did it was about a million and a half dollars and so that facility is about a 260 million dollar project in a town of you know 6,500 or 7,000 people it's just massive 
in a great project. It's going to, you know, have quite a few employees. And I'm not sure we could have got it done without the help of Lubbock. And so, you know, Lubbock reaching out, they realize the fact that, you know, those folks in Littlefield come to Lubbock to shop. And so they're sure willing to help Littlefield uh, get that project and help them get as much as they can to, to help this group uh, make that project a reality. That sounds like a very exciting project. Yeah, it is. It, it's uh, it's a big deal in a small town that's lost their major employer and getting somebody to, you know, spend $250 million capital expenditure in your community. It's a pretty big deal. Yeah, that's so neat. And just thinking about all the jobs that are still there, the people, the people in the town that are keeping the jobs and getting new ones. Yeah, and I think it hadn't quite, uh, it hadn't quite opened yet, but it uh, should be hopefully open in the next six months. But you've got a lot of construction going on right now, so you have construction jobs going on, and then, you know, then your permanent jobs will come when that facility actually opens. Well, do you usually deal with consultants or the businesses themselves when you're working through projects? You know, typically I don't usually get involved in the project unless somebody needs some help, like he needed some help this in this case. And we actually just work directly with the company. I knew the folks that were doing that. They actually, the guy that's one of the major players in that project, actually his two sons actually live in the town where I live. And so... I actually knew the family and we were able to work directly with them in Littlefield and Lubbock. So we didn't really have a consultant involved in that. So, but I mean, we will work with consultants, you know, if that's what we need to do, but um, you know, sure easier to, to work with, with the individual company if you can, but you know, sometimes that's not what the company wants. They want you to work with a consultant. So, and we'll certainly do that. Yeah, absolutely. And the main thing is just to, you know, to buy into or to if you can if you can be part of a regional group. That's certainly the, you know, those aren't always easy to start, and you you have to have a lot of buy-in from you know. We were lucky to get ours started with a utility company and the council of governments, and you know, not everybody's not all those big cities are interested in doing it. Luckily, our you know, are, well, I mean, they're big cities to us. They're not, certainly not big cities to other people. I mean, our biggest city in this area is 240,000 people, you know, and luckily they're smart enough to buy into it, but, you know, we're lucky. So. Um, right, absolutely. I don't know what the key is. I mean, it's just, you know, we're lucky. <laughs> we're so lucky to have this deal, and, you know, I'm just lucky enough to already have it in cruise control. Definitely. <laughs> somebody had it, somebody had it in cruise control for me and I've just I hadn't luckily hadn't hit it in the hadn't got it in the ditch. So <laughs> <laughs> that is really good and very impressive. Are are organizations like yours typical? Are they do you know are there a lot in within the country? You know there are quite a few regional groups. There's a few in Texas. There's another one that's actually encompasses part of our region is called the Texas Midwest uh, Community Network and they are they they do quite a bit in economic development but they do some in education as well and so they're not a sole edu you know for economic development and so you know ours is that is strictly what we're doing we're strictly marketing those communities for economic development and so 
but there's a couple more across the state. We're probably one of the older ones. Well, we probably are the oldest one in, in at least in Texas. But, you know, I've heard of others. I've been in other meetings where there's, you know, there'll be a five or six county area. And, you know, if you can get it where it's five or six counties, we're just lucky enough that we start, we started with the electric company or the utility company. We started in their service territory and it happened to be 32 counties to start with. And then we expanded down and kept expanding and we're at 67. We've been there for three years and we hadn't expanded before that we hadn't expanded in probably eight we'd been at 66 for about eight years and so you know and I don't look for us to expand much it just you know it's hard to expand when you have marketing materials you know you have to have quite a bit of money to change those marketing materials right absolutely well I know your organization focuses on marketing, but since you are very close and I know you're good friends and you work just very closely with economic developers, do you have any, um, do you know of any special business retention and expansion tactics that people do in the rural communities or, um, you know, do they differ? You know, I don't know that they differ. I think it's easier probably in a smaller community to do a business retention because you tend to know more of the folks in town, you know, our communities do a great job. And I'll tell you what, economic development, that's the easiest economic development you can do is make sure you take care of the businesses that you already have. Those industries and businesses, boy, you need to be working with them and have lunch with them, you know, have a group of them, you know, once a month, have lunch with three or four or five of your businesses. And, you know, that's where you're, that's really where your economic development comes from, you know, in a big city too. I know one of our communities, Amarillo, Lubbock, Midland, Odessa, and Abilene, they all have BRE people on staff and they do a great job. And a lot of their uh, economic development, uh, new economic development has come from uh, expansion of companies that they already have. I mean, you already got them in your community. They're already vested. Well, those, you know, they're just right for helping, you know, expand and, you know, doing more economic development. But it's hard to get people to, you know, realize that. That's when, you know, sometimes in a small town, it gets people put a little bit more pressure, I think, maybe so more so than a big one. They say, oh, what's new in town? What's new in town? Well, it may be the same business, but they may have expanded. Well, some people... They want to see something new and they don't realize that. And so you have to educate your community on, you know what, this is the best economic development we can do is make sure this company stays. And if they grow, man, that's better for everybody. Well, and then I also want to ask you about, I know you had a ready session earlier this spring. I think you had multiple. Can you tell us a little bit about that and what that program is? Yeah, our READY class is our Rural Economic Development Initiative, so R-E-D-I, READY. We started that probably about 20 years ago, and it was actually started, it was our utility partner started that, and then we just continued it after our utility partner. Uh, they're still a partner of ours, but we are actually, you know, the, our regional group is run by uh, an employee and a board, and, and so we do that READY class about every three years, and we do topics from we'll usually do about 
three sessions and they're usually last about five or six hours. And we try to do, you know, probably eight or 10 topics every session. So, you know, in a three session, uh, you're going to get, you know, 20 or 25 topics and we're going to cover topics anywhere from, you know, business retention and expansion, how to do economic development, because we may have somebody new that's not ever, ever been in economic development. And especially in a small town, you tend to hire somebody because you usually can't pay the salary to get somebody that's an economic development professional that's done that before. And so it's somebody there in the community that wants to learn that and they tend to be pretty good at it. And so we do, you know, we'll talk, talk about regionalism. We'll talk about our partnerships with our state agencies. We talk about understanding the impact of job creation. We talk about, you know, trivial things as far as branding and promotion, getting a website started. You know, that's important. You know, branding is one of the main things if you can get your name out there and make sure that you're branding it right. And so we talk about building, you know, a marketing program. You know, we talk about a little bit about how to do incentives or what other folks are doing for incentives. We talk about, um, you know, preparing. If you do get that site visit from a company or a consultant, how do you handle that site visit, which is real important. You know, some of those folks have may have may have not ever had a site visit. And so, you know, and then we talk about collaborations, trying to get your city and county and your economic development organization all on the same page. And sometimes that's hard. And so there's, you know, certainly some successes in our area where the city and county and the, and the economic development group work together. And so we try to get folks in from that. And most of it's, almost all of it's taught by economic development professionals in our region. We do have a few outside folks come in and talk, but it's people that are doing economic development in towns your size or, you know, some of the bigger cities that can help you. We have those folks come in and talk. So it's your peers that are coming in and doing that. So it's a, it's been a really good class. Uh, this was my third class to go through. It was my first class to actually be in charge of, but it was my third one to do in the last seven years because we try to do it every three to four years. And it's a great uh, way to uh, give some of those uh, rural economic development uh, professionals, even city councils or ED boards or something, a chance to get educated on economic development. That is so neat. What a great resource to offer. Well, I love everything that you've been talking about and that your whole, what your whole organization stands for, regionalism. You know, I was an economic developer in the DFW Metroplex and, you know, over there, regionalism's tough because there's a lot of, um, you know, cutthroat competition and stuff. And so I love just hearing about how all of your communities have really come together to help each other, um, move forward. And I think more communities should try to get involved in more regionalism too. I think it would ultimately help them out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we, we're all competitors. I mean, uh, I mean, obviously not me, but all our communities are competitors, but we know that if we don't, if, if one community doesn't get it, we certainly don't want it to leave the region. We want it to be in the region because if it comes to the region, it gets us out there, it gets everybody you know, their name for the, our whole area. And so, you know, if we, if one community can't get it, we certainly don't want it to leave the high ground. We want it to be in our area. And so are our region. Right. Definitely. 
Well, Kevin, I have a few wrap-up questions for you. Okay. The first one is, what is your biggest economic development secret to success for other economic developers out there listening? My biggest tip would be to know your state agencies, your state representatives, and know all those folks that can help you do economic development because there is a lot of tools out there, whatever state you're in. I mean, Texas, obviously we're lucky, but I, you know, I've met people from all other states and there, there are tools out there. So, you know, learn what those tools are and they can help you. Great. Well, my last question is, what is your favorite hobby? Well, if you could see my office, you would know that it's golf. So I'm, I, I enjoy golf. I'm, I'm not any good anymore. I used to be pretty good, but I just don't get to play as much as I used to. My wife says I play too much, but I, I don't get to play enough, I don't think. Oh, good hobby. Well, thank you so much, Kevin, for taking the time to share your economic development wisdom and experiences with us. Um, I truly appreciate you joining us today. Nicole, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity, and, and hopefully this has helped. Hopefully this will help somebody. Absolutely. Economic Development Secrets is brought to you by Impact Dashboard, the only impact software built for economic developers. For more information on this podcast or to listen to past episodes, check out www.impactdatasource.com.